Defying Odds. Amy Silvis on mindset, overcoming obstacles, and building a $168 million real estate empire. Join us in this inspiring interview with Amy Silvis, a testament to resilience and determination. Amy was born with cystic fibrosis, a fatal illness that was supposed to limit her life expectancy to nine years. So she defied all odds to living a fulfilling life. Now at 42, she is surviving and thriving, managing an impressive 168 million portfolio in real estate assets. In this conversation, Amy delves deep into the powerful aspect of mindset, the importance of overcoming obstacles and how these have shaped her journey to success. She shares candid insights about her battles, her passion for real estate, and invaluable tips for those who dream of making it big in this industry. Take advantage of this empowering story of survival, growth, and inspiration. Tune in, get inspired, and discover how you too can turn your dreams into reality, no matter what the challenges are that come your way. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. I am so excited to introduce our partner, Evergreen Podcast, a globally recognized podcast network known for its original and creative content. Their diverse team ensures captivating productions that offer a variety of perspectives. They specialize in branded podcasts and targeted audience delivery, focusing on high-quality production. But Evergreen is more than just a production company. It's an innovation hub providing immersive narratives. With Evergreen, you don't just listen to podcasts, you experience them. Now, I'm so excited to welcome and introduce our guest to you today. 
Miss Amy Silvis is the founder and principal of Silvis Capital. This real estate firm offers commercial real estate investment opportunities to investors seeking to generate strong returns without the day-to-day -day hassle of operating real estate. With a foundation built upon rigorous analysis, risk assessment, and a deep appreciation for emerging trends, Silvis Capital has con consistently identified opportunities that deliver exceptional returns for investors. Silvis Capital has 100, excuse me, 1,190 apartment units, 208,000 square feet of flex industrial space, and $168 million worth of assets under management. That is impressive. So I'm so pleased to welcome Miss Amy Silvis to the Wellness Driven Life Show. Welcome. Thank you so much, April. It's an honor to be here. Ah, my pleasure. That was a mouthful. You have so many things going on. Absolutely impressive. So let's start with sharing with the audience a little bit more about you. Sure thing. So as you mentioned, my name is Amy Silvis. I'm the founder and CEO of Silvis Capital, a real estate investment firm. I live out here in Los Angeles, California with my husband, Joel. We love to travel. We love college football. And um, we really love family. And part of my story is a genetic illness I was born with called cystic fibrosis. I know we'll talk probably a little bit more about that. That has really driven me and guided me uh, throughout my life and given me purpose and direction in a way that may surprise some people. I would love to know, Amy. So you have grown with cystic fibrosis. Now, this was at a very, very early age birth. Now, I get that because I have had systemic lupus and I had signs and symptoms since birth, wasn't diagnosed until 15. However, the, the point is, is that you're, you are born into this disease-ridden body. And because of that, we show up a little differently than the average Joe, right? And so how was that, that that affected you? And I mean, maybe even jumping into a little bit more about your parents and you've talked so much. I've seen you in other interviews talking very highly about your parents and how supportive they were. What an incredible thing to, to be and do and have and to endure as a parent when you have this knowledge that your child has a disease and so things are going to have to be done a little bit differently but to be able to show up in such a fashion of support is such a powerful thing and 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 really creates you to be who you are it really propels you to be a stronger human being because of that yeah you're you're spot on uh what a gift my parents have been throughout my whole life. And as you mentioned, the older I get, the more I pinch myself and wonder and truly ask my parents, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. um, as you said, I was born with this lung condition that my parents were told I'd live to be about nine years old. I'm 42 now. Thank God. You can see some of the gray hair. I haven't had a chance to color yet. And some of the wrinkles, I wear them proudly. But I look at my parents and how did they do that? How did they you know, have the courage to send me to school and invest in my education, not knowing if I'd ever be able to use it and be okay and maybe even maintain their sanity when I told them I wanted to study abroad during college? I mean, all mm -hmm. of these things. 
gosh, what a gift. What an incredible gift my parents gave me um, just by being exactly who they are and always supporting me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kids are still kids, right? Despite, I, I think I, I like to say that I feel that I show up the way I do in the world and maybe it's the same for you. And I would love to know your uh, thoughts on this, but as you reflect, like you said, you, you know, we, we start to get older, we come into adulthood, we we're gaining a lot more wisdom as we continue to grow and excel in the world. And when we reflect back on childhood, I feel very deeply that I showed up the way that I did because I was still a child and because I wanted to explore and learn more. And, you know, when my mom, um, and, and she is such an incredible human being, I too was blessed with an awesome, awesome parent and human being. And she, she did at one point uh, find a, a support group for people who also had the same autoimmune condition that I had. And what was interesting about that time was that I, I was just a teenager and I came into a group of people who were much, much older than me. And it almost felt and seemed like they, they wanted to use the disease to be an excuse to feel like this is an ending to life. And I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I have so much more to live for and I have a lot to do. And so I didn't really feel like I felt or I fit in and I never felt like I wanted the disease to define me. And so I pushed myself so much harder and so much further. I went into law enforcement uh, because I never wanted the disease to define me. And I felt like I needed to prove to myself and the entire world that I was something other than that. What has been your experience with that? My experience with growing up with the illness or sorry, I want to make sure yeah, I with, with growing up with the illness and, and being young, like what was your perception on having this illness as a young human being? Sure. Yeah. I knew from a very young age about my mortality, five, six, seven years old, people in my community were dying all around me, unfortunately. Um, and uh, that has just been the reality of living with cystic fibrosis throughout my life. So I think it really did give me the gift of understanding how precious life is and how precious time is. So I was really, um, I think I had a very strong grasp on if I wanted to live life a certain way on my terms and whatever my goals were, the time was now or maybe even yesterday to get going with those. And while I, you know, I don't think I'd wish cystic fibrosis on anyone. To your point, there definitely were and are gifts um, of, I think when many people were kind of floating around and goofing off as a teenager, I was very focused on, hey, I need to get all of this together so I can go to a good college, so I can get a good um, job and get health insurance to be able to pay my bills, all of these things. I had a very clear line of sight of how I wanted to design my life. So um, to say I grew up early is maybe an understatement and maybe you agree, April. Um, but again, you know, I choose to focus on the blessings. I choose to focus on the gifts uh, of the illness because they are there. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it really does just design us and how we show up in the world. And and you have become such a, a powerful woman, this, this force to be reckoned with, so to speak, in the world. And I think that's very fabulous. So let's let's shine a little bit light on that, on the accomplishments that you have created. And I think that really they began to, to be birthed out of that based on some other experiences in the corporate world. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I think the what I do now was really a desire to be able to survive, to be able to pay my bills, to be able to, um, on a higher level, live life on my terms. Trading time for money is, I think, something that a lot of people take for granted. Um, mm -hmm. It is a privilege. And when you're like me or maybe like you, April, in and out of the hospital, um, unable to get out of bed for weeks and months at a time, holding down a job can be extremely, extremely difficult. It's a little bit different now with remote work and, and such. I think COVID has really enabled people who are disabled uh, to participate in society more. But I always knew the progressive nature of cystic fibrosis was going to be such that I probably wouldn't be able to work. And I eventually had to medically retire at age uh, 35 in 2017, believe it or not. So I did have the good fortune of working in the corporate world, but I had a dream and made some intentional steps as a on the side to be able to get into real estate and generate passive income, whether I was sleeping, traveling, sick in the hospital, regardless, not having to show up somewhere to be able to pay my bills. That's absolutely incredible that you really geared your life, no matter the ups and the downs, the ebb and the flow. I think there's something about that. You know, there's a resilience stemmed in that from those experiences of having to be, okay, there's days, weeks that I am incapable of getting out of bed. And then there's those other moments in time that I am doing really very well and I'm able to function and come to the forefront. Now, that is challenging to go into a, a corporate world or into a career world where there are other people managing you. I think that's why many people that have uh, any sort of uh, life like that where they they never kind of know what they're going to be getting with their disease or, or with their life and how they're going to show up because every day is different and you never know what's going to pop up. And entrepreneurship is really this, this light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. You get to navigate your time more freely. Yes, yes, you're spot on. You're spot on. And I had the extra added benefit at age 37 of getting a miracle medication that completely changed the outlook uh, of this illness. So a little bit of a cheat code there, but I had the great fortune of laying the groundwork for my entrepreneurial journey a decade more before that uh, medical miracle breakthrough came that we had all been hoping and praying for. Mm, that is such a blessing. Uh, there, you know, we are so fortunate and blessed to be living in a time where we do have those, you know, the resources with modern medicine, and we're very, very blessed to have so. So I'm pleased to hear that that is something I didn't know that about your journey. That is a beautiful thing. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? What was that like for you when you heard and learned? What was the process for it? Sure. 
So for those who don't know, cystic fibrosis only affects around 40,000 people in the United States and about 80,000 worldwide. It's considered an orphan disease. And imagine that you're a drug company choosing to develop a drug that typically costs around two to $3 billion. Are you going to choose 80,000 customers? Are you going to choose millions and millions of customers with maybe heart disease, diabetes, something like that? The answer is clear, right? You're going to choose um, a more prevalent illness. So we had the struggle for decades and decades of trying to figure out how to get drug companies interested in developing a drug for the orphan disease community called cystic fibrosis. So all this is to say, we were hoping and praying and knowing in my teens, my 20s, even part of my 30s, that there was nothing on the horizon. It takes 10 years to develop a drug. So if anything's in the pipeline, you know it. Um, and fortunately, our community came up with something called Venture Philanthropy, where the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and us in the community, we raised a bunch of money and threw it at drug companies and said, hey, we know that this is not a cost-effective proposal as is. What if we help to fund your startup costs or some of your initial investment to drug develop? And that will entice you to use your expertise, um, all your resources, your people, et cetera, to develop a drug. And wouldn't you believe it? It hit. It finally worked. So it is still wild to even talk about it almost four years later uh, that it actually happened. And as an older person with the illness, I benefit not quite as dramatically as some of the younger people that don't have mm. the decades of, of lung damage. But to know for myself, but more importantly, the younger generation, they're not going to live and see the horrors of this illness that previous generations did just really warms my heart. So... That is beautiful. And I thank you so much for sharing that. That's an incredible journey for a, uh, a company to make those decisions that they did to be able to serve that and serve you. So we we discussed a little bit previous to the show that you, um, because Manly and I shared that we stem from Colorado. That's where we grew up. And that is definitely where I uh grew up in the the medical community, so to speak, and children's hospitals are really incredible place for kiddos that have any sort of disease that need medical care more consistently. And you had talked about that is the place where you go for your lung treatments. I would love for you to share a little bit of light on your experience with that and just how does that have a play in the world of being an entrepreneur? And and what is that like? How does that give you the freedom, just the choices that you made where you are able to, you know, fly out of your home state to address the medical care that you do need? Yes. I think a lot of Americans don't realize that healthcare is really a bell curve. And just because you live in a certain location, that doesn't mean that the best care available happens to be in your own backyard. And mm. thankfully, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation has really pioneered this concept of sharing outcomes for all of their centers of excellence across the United States. So we get the benefit of choosing where we'd like to get our care. And to your point, um, there really isn't much in, you know, more meaningful in life than making sure our health, my health, is where I'd like it to be. So having that opportunity, as you mentioned, to take a flight two and a half hours away to go to the largest adult cystic fibrosis center in the world 
there's something about that lived experience that physicians have that can be so helpful um, as a patient. So I, I'm incredibly blessed and grateful that I get to take advantage of the best care in the world. And in a disease where inches can make a difference in terms of long-term trajectory um, of not only thriving, or excuse me, surviving, but also thriving. Yeah, it's incredible. And to your point, if I had to go to an office every day and had a boss, getting time off every three months to go on a trip like that might be cumbersome or prohibitive. But as an entrepreneur, especially as an entrepreneur that has passive income, I'm still making money while I'm on those trips. I'm still making money while I'm flying, uh, while I'm talking to my doctor, all of those things. The flexibility is invaluable. You know, Amy, the reason that I bring this up a lot is because for those people who are listening and tuning in and who do have some sort of uh, disease that or, or challenge in life medically where they are unable to show up as proficiently as they need to in order to meet the standards of the job that they have, whatever career field that they went in. The reason that I bring this up, not that everybody should step into entrepreneurship because that has its own challenges in and of itself. And you know, Amy, that is one of the most difficult things to do because you now are relying solely on yourself. And But the reason I shed light on it is because when you do battle something like that in life, there are other options and there can be light at the end of the tunnel to, you know, keep pursuing something that you're passionate about and be able to continue moving forward. It is an aspect of like getting up in the morning and knowing and, and having this great idea of I want to get up because I'm excited to show up in the world because I'm doing this and this and this. And so that I think there's a little bit of importance there. And you have really created this incredible thing where you've made it very, very profitable for yourself in order to do that, to want to wake up in the morning and navigate your schedule. And of course, there's been struggles along the way to be able to show up and get to where you're at. But I think it's a really important highlight. Thank you. Yes, uh, I, I definitely never want to give the appearance that this has been smooth sailing all along the way. But I think of the mantra of choose your heart, right? Mm -hmm. It is hard to be an employee with a chronic illness uh, and dealing with the demands of work and you know expectations and rules of your employer. It's hard to be an entrepreneur. Uh, and like you said, you know the buck stops with you and there are challenges that you may have never even imagined um, as a former employee choose your heart. You get to design what you want to do. And there really is more of a choice than I think most people realize. That That is absolutely key. It's I like that, that you put it in that perspective, because you're right. It, everything that we do is going to have its challenges. It's just, which one are you choosing to do? So thank you so much for sharing insight on that. We're going to go into our first commercial. And when we get back, let's shed some more light on all of this incredible stuff. All right, stay tuned. Hey, it's Jim Morris, founder of Impact Events. This is a six-month program that we're kicking off with a massive one-day conference. Have you ever been to a one-day, two-day, three-day conference and then left with a ton of momentum and excitement and then found yourself deflated almost two weeks later? 
spent a lot of money on that conference, and you just wish you had an opportunity to potentially ask a speaker that follow-up question that would allow you to break those barriers in your business. I've been there a million times, spent a lot of money, and that's how this event is different. We're gonna bring you back so you can ask additional questions to break down those barriers that you face in your business. So if you're ready to take action, invest in yourself, and change the trajectory of your life and your business, click the button below and grab your ticket before they run out. So welcome back. And Amy, I would love to shed a little bit of light on you have, you know, you're, you deal with this disease and what do you do on a daily basis to help maintain and show up the best way you can? Because you're a woman who wears many, many hats. You've got this incredibly successful business. What are some of the things that you're doing to maintain all of that? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while. We invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> there you are. Sorry about that. Um, are you asking about my health specific care or just my care as a person, um, you know, as a businesswoman? I just want to make sure I'm answering the right question. Yeah, Chris, how do you self-care on a day-to-day -day basis? How how do you maintain showing up the best way that you do for business and in life? Sure. If you've read the book uh, called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, yes. uh, one of the best books I could ever recommend, he talks about savers. It sounds corny. It's a little repetitious. But SAVERS is an acronym that stands for silence or meditation, um, A for affirmations, V for visualizing, E exercise, R read, and S scribe. I do all of these things for about five to 10 minutes every morning to help center myself, make sure I've got my priorities straight, take care of my mental health, get my focus uh, in the right spot. So just one of many ways that I choose self-care and choose those those daily habits to really make sure I'm showing up in the best version of myself possible. Okay. So that is a, those are all wonderful things. And I too highly recommend that book. I recall when I, when I was first, I was listening to it on audible on a plane and his journey is just so exceptional. And so for people with your background with my background. It's so inspiring to listen to others. And 
you know, the, the scribe aspect, I think that there's a lot of importance in sharing your story and sharing your vision. That's why you're here, Amy, to share your story with a worldwide audience, because it, it gives somebody uh, something to relate to, to be inspired by. There's just so much power in that. And so I, I appreciate that you do all of these things. What happens to be uh, one or two of your favorites out of that, that, that daily morning ritual that you have? I am a very action-oriented person. So the concept of sitting down even for five or 10 minutes and meditating was intimidating and frustrating beyond measure when I first started. But as with most things, if I can understand the benefit that can come from it, um, I'm often more motivated and feel less frustrated with the process. So daily meditation and understanding the benefits of neuroplasticity, of how much even meditating can impact one's immune system and ability to fight infection, the benefits are just innumerable. So I love doing that. Uh, it is something I have grown to really love and appreciate and feel the tangible effects of. And then exercise. Um, I also live with cystic fibrosis related diabetes. So the choose my heart is injecting lots of insulin every day or building up my muscles, mm. all the insulin receptors that sit on muscles and making me more insulin sensitive. I am not a very athletic or uh, graceful person <laughs> in many respects, but choosing to exercise makes me feel amazing mentally and also helps me uh, treat the diabetes, keep my blood sugar low and keep me strong. I really love that you bring that up because again, we're coming into choices, right? And when we, ha we have an understanding of, you know, I can do this and this is going to be the result of that, or I could do this and this is going to be the result of that. So really making those choices and incorporating them on in our daily routine is is very, very important. And so I also love that you mentioned, I have a difficult time sitting with myself. And at the same time, I'm going to learn how to do that because the benefits just far outweigh, uh, you know, the response to that with the body. Yes, you're spot on. I, I think learning that we always do have choice and choosing where our brain, we point our brain to focus uh, whether it's the benefits or how much you're struggling, we really do get to have a choice in terms of where we point our brain to focus. It's been beneficial. So you, I, you know, we just watched a little segment on you. It wasn't that long ago, a couple of days ago, maybe. And you had a discussion with Co uh, Coach Carol, I'm going to say this right. And you met him at USC. And the discussion was kind of revolved around grit. What does grit mean to you? And how does that make a play in your life? I love that question. And yes, it was very cool to talk to Coach Carol. Definitely one of my heroes. Um, you know, I think grit is really that tenacity and that ability to bounce back and not give up. Um, I think of a, uh, you know, a little pit bull or, or something of similar nature of just, you know, focusing in, not letting go, really, uh, really leaning in. Um, and, you know, when you get knocked down, popping back up. So I think it really is that tenacity and that stick to itiveness, if you will, mm. of being laser focused on what you want out of life or out of a goal and making sure nothing deters you from getting that outcome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I think that it definitely does play uh, a big role 
in, you know, being able to improve yourself continuously. And that's really the goal. I think that there's a lot of joy in that when we continue to improve ourselves and, and we give ourselves those steps. So I would love to jump a little further into now your business. Let's talk about your business, shed some light on that. What has the journey been for that? Because you've built this beautiful empire. <laughs> sure. Well, as I mentioned, you know, it was really birthed out of the fact that I needed to find a way to support myself and it has evolved into, oh, how can I design the ultimate life, the ultimate dream way to live in lifestyle design? So I started off, I'm, I'm a very hands-on experiential learner. So while I was working my career in biotech, I was getting close to getting to know, investing alongside people that were doing this well. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't just, you know, reading books and attending seminars, but I was in the game and learning for the eventuality of running my own investment firm where I could connect people to excellent investment opportunities in the real estate space. So it has been a try, you know, a series of <laughs> trials and failures, mostly health related. Uh, but thankfully, once my health became better, I had all these years, a decade plus of learning from really successful people in the space. And I was able to flip that switch into starting my own firm once my health got on board. That's amazing. Um, I'm very curious because you do, like you've said, you do have days where uh, you have those health setbacks and the challenges. When we talk about mindset, what are some of the things that you tell yourself, that you say to yourself, you coach to yourself when you have those moments in those days? You know, I think I'm, that's the benefit of wisdom at 42 years old. I'm not super old, but I'm, you know, I am middle age and I think understanding the ebbs and flows of life, right? Nothing is really as bad as it seems and being able to, and I think this is where meditation helps of putting some distance between myself and my thoughts and saying, okay, I know whatever this is feels really bad right now, or maybe I feel defeated or there's a setback or I'm frustrated. But the truth is I will find a way to overcome. I just know it. If I can deal with this health challenge that I've been dealt, I can certainly deal with obstacles in business. So I think number one, giving myself that perspective and then understanding just patterns looking back in my past of, hey, these things happen, but they really don't need to be as catastrophic as sometimes my mind may be telling me that they are. Yeah, absolutely. What has the role of team and community played for you and your success? I love that you're asking that because the truth is I didn't get with a team at the beginning and um, it slowed down my progress quite a bit. I just didn't understand the role of, as they say, going further faster with a team and operating a large apartment complex, which is a business, right, um, can be so much more not only profitable, but enjoyable when you have people with different skill sets, complementary skill sets, but united values together running the business. So I think it was just inexperience. It was a combination, maybe some insecurity as well, especially as a beginner of what in the world could I add to a team? Um, I'm a beginner, but 
boy, once I re realized that joining a team, developing a, developing a business with a team, everything clicked and fell into place almost overnight. And developing community, even people that I'm not business partners with, but networking, having relationships with, lifting up other people in this real estate syndication community has been massive as well. I think a lot of people don't understand the benefits of being able to bounce ideas off of you know, other syndicators or networking with other people and helping to problem solve, encourage, lift up. I have an abundance mentality. I believe that there's more than enough for everybody. So if I'm lifting others up, it is definitely not at my own expense. Mm, I love that, the abundance mentality and lifting others up. That is a beautiful place to be, um, to have that mentality. So I, I'm curious to what has it done for you and how has it changed your life and how you show up from building this incredible, uh, these assets that you have built? For the well, financial I abundance, I, I might add. Yes, yes. Well, gosh, you know, I th there are several aspects. And yes, the financial abundance is incredible. Um, knowing that, you know, I have the ability to um, own assets that are recession resistant, that are inflation resistant, that um, spin off cash flow. Even I think a lot of us are taught, maybe this resonates with other people, that typically, you know, in the stock market, you buy low, you sell high, and then you sell it. Um, and then you have that money there with you. This concept of keeping an asset and not selling it and living off of the cash flow that it spins off, it's like this nest egg that never goes away and that you can rely on. Talk about financial security and abundance. So I, that, that really has been game changing for myself, my husband, my greater family. Um, it is it is so empowering to be able to know uh, that, yeah, this is something basically in my back pocket that'll always be there with me. And then, you know, we have investors as well, right? So understanding that this isn't just about me, but I have the ability to share this abundance with folks that decide to invest alongside me, take advantage of my experience, my expertise, my research, and all of that. And that ripples, right? Because I help others reach their financial goals, um, mm -hmm. their legacy, their freedom, their lifestyle design. And then, of course, the communities that we build at our apartments, because um, I'm very candid with my investors. We are not going to be the people that provide the largest return on, an, on their investment. We're just not. We will provide a great return, but we care a lot about making sure that our residents are well taken care of, that they aren't just numbers on a spreadsheet, but they're human beings that deserve safe, clean housing and to feel appreciated and cherished. So we're going to go above and beyond. And sometimes that costs some money to take care of our residents. So that fulfillment, you know, above just my own world, my own financial security, but making sure others win as well. And we're all mm -hmm. on the same side of the table has been incredible. I think that that's a, a beautiful point that you make that when you have more to work with financially, you are able to do more, to provide more, to serve more. And yes, that's truly where the fulfillment comes. It's not just 
you know, just the financial aspect that you have for you yourself, but it's what we do with it and how we play with it and how we get to show up in the world with it. Right. And I want to go back a little bit too, because you mentioned this, this leadership aspect and how you get to coach and teach and lead others. How has that really been fulfilling for you in your life? You know, there, there's so much about this where I imagine myself in my early 20s or late teens, you know, knowing that something like this was an option uh, to, to invest in real estate. Because I truly thought, you, know, you drive around, you look at these big buildings, these big apartments, you know, we would assume that that takes millions and millions of dollars to own and, and to be a part of. Um, and that's not certainly something that I had. So making sure other people understand what's available to them. Um, how they don't just have to be reliant on Wall Street uh, for their prosperity, for their retirement, and just making sure folks know what their options are, even if they don't go down this road, but they understand what's available, um, I think is incredibly important. We all need to be on the side of what I call Main Street. Wall Street's fine, not trying to bash them, but helping people understand what's available is just empowering and makes us stronger as humanity. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you because you, you know, you really do offer this beautiful side of yourself. If people are interested in this, this realm of, you know, real estate and also really just to get a more uh, better insight on your journey and your health journey, if people are interested in that too. So let's bring in the website. It is on the screen for those of you who are viewing. And then also for those of you who are tuning and you can listen, and it is all in the description below. So www.silviscapital.com. That's S-Y-L-V-I-S capital C-A-P-I-T-A-L.com. So Find out more about what Amy is created, all of the incredible things that she's doing, who she's guiding and leading and coaching. And thank you so much, Amy, for being a guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Do you have anything else that you want to share with the audience today? Gosh, you know, I would just like to encourage folks that they are the creators of their own destiny. As corny as that may sound, truly Life can turn out the way that you design. If that's true for me, it can be true for everybody. We all think many, many thoughts, mostly subconsciously every day, and that drives a lot of our reality. And if we can make sure to focus our brain on the positive, on the abundant, on the possibilities, we can all create a world that we want to live in and create our own realities and life path. So I just want to encourage people and hopefully my story serves as an example of how folks can do it for themselves as well. I love that. Thank you very, very much for sharing your story. It, it truly is an inspiring one. And I know that the audience is going to get so much from it. Amy, it has been such a pleasure. Again, thank you for being our guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you so much for the audience who's been tuning in. You are wonderful, and we appreciate your contributions. So until next time, stay tuned, and we will see you. Goodbye for now.